Welcome back to Zach News on Riot Radio. I'm your host, Zach Kingston, and this show is all about news, sports, entertainment, science news, political news, and more. Today we'll be discussing the following. Air Canada has ordered 25,000 testing kits for coronavirus. Virtual schools have faced bumps and hiccups, and what will they face going forward? COVID-19 outbreak in Oshawa at a wedding. Pickering Oxbridge MPP urges residents to download the COVID alert app. Oshawa Boutique Spin Studio gears up to cope with COVID-19. From reactors to fiber optics, could OPG recycle its heavy water? Oxbridge residents may want to get those skates sharpened up as the rink may soon be opening. Two COVID-confirmed 19 cases at the Port Perry High School. And some workers in Brock Township felt like they were criminals after a raccoon rescue ends up with the Brock Township firing them. Air Canada has ordered 25,000 testing kits that can detect COVID-19 in up to or as little as 15 minutes. This is a key hurdle for the industry that is trying to make it as safe as possible for its customers so that they feel safe in traveling again. The first batch of tests that Air Canada ordered will be for employee volunteers. Now that Abbott Devices, made by Abbott Laboratories, has been approved by Health Canada for use, the airline says that they will use these tests to make sure that there is greater safety involved for the passengers. The new test is faster and requires a nasal or throat specimen to be collected from a patient on a swab and then inserted into an analyzer that detects the presence of the virus. Positive results can be back as in little as in five minutes and negative results can take 13 minutes up to to verify. The airline is moving ahead with this plan after a testing phase where it partnered with McMaster University as well as the Greater Toronto Airport Authority to test arriving international travelers at Toronto Pearson International Airport. Preliminary results from the study indicate testing can help protect customers and facilitate a safe relaxation of government travel restrictions, according to Air Canada. So, during this study, which began on September 3rd, more than 13,000 travelers have been tested. More than 99% of the tests came back negative. 1% or less than 1% that came back positive. More than 80% of those were done on the initial test. So more than one, less than 1% or the 1% that came back positive, 80% of those were determined on initial tests, while the rest were detected with a follow-up test done seven days later. So Air Canada believes that testing will protect employees and customer, and as until such time that there is a vaccine available. And this is according to Air Canada's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Jim Chung. He states that rapid testing also enables governments to relax current blanket travel restrictions and quarantine measures in a measured way while still safeguarding the health and safety 
of the public. Airlines during this pandemic have been hit really hard, and as the fears of the virus have walloped demand for travel and border restrictions have limited travel and the number of flights that airlines are even allowed to offer, this is part of the reason that Air Canada would like to start offering testing. So the union is demanding that there's more help for this sector. So airlines hope that testing kits will help convince Transport Canada to relax its current rules that stipulate all international travelers must self-isolate for 14 days upon arriving, which is an enormous stipulation that the industry says makes people not want to fly as a result. The testing news also comes as unions representing more than 300,000 aviation workers say more government help is needed for this hard-hit sector. At a press conference in a Toronto hotel on Thursday, Unifor President Jerry Diaz said the industry could use and needs $7 billion injection from the government and access to low-interest loans urgently. Other or there won't be Canadian Airlines. Online learning has faced hiccups, bumps, bruises, and curves. But as COVID-19 cases across Canada rise, more and more parents still want online learning as an option for their students and to be able to pull their students out of in-class learning and substitute for online learning. There is this one family in Toronto who's who was monitoring COVID-19 cases in Ontario, and they, dis- they were debating whether or not to send their students back in person or have them attend school online virtually. Their ultimate decision was to send their kids back to school in person. But not that they weren't going to do nothing about that. Their decision was, we'll send our students back to school in person until and unless the province hits 500 new daily confirmed COVID-19 cases, in which the province did. As a result, the parents then applied and requested or applied for enrollment in online virtual learning for their students. Currently, they have not been granted acceptance at the moment. However, it does take a bit of time for people to be accepted. Also... Also, the next date when the school boards are starting up, or at least in Toronto, when they're starting online learning and in taking new students is not until after Thanksgiving. So the Toronto District School Board is Canada's largest with roughly 250,000 students. And it has already seen more than 70,000 students choose virtual learning for this fall year. A vast number that pushed a vast number of students. As a result, this pushed the school board to delay the start of its online offering not once, but twice. Some students and teachers are finally just being matched up this week. According to the Elementary Teachers of Elementary Teachers of Toronto President Jennifer Brown, did you attend an Oshawa wedding? If so, the health department wants to speak to you. Eight people have tested positive for COVID-19 after a wedding at the Caribbean Cultural Center in Oshawa. 
the Durham Region Health Department is urging anyone who attended a wedding on September 19th at the Caribbean Cultural Centre in Oshawa to contact the department after eight people who attended this wedding tested positive. The department has notified been notified, sorry, of eight cases of COVID-19 associated with this wedding, which took place at the Caribbean Cultural Centre, located at 600 Wentworth Street East in Oshawa. This wedding was attended by approximately 50 guests, and approximately 10 of those were staff and or volunteers. Health officials say currently they're having a difficulty obtaining a full list of attendees and their contact information. As a result, they are urging anyone who attended the event to call the following number 906-668-4113, extension 2680, as soon as possible. An outbreak has been declared related to this wedding, and the health department is also working to, with two other workplaces impacted by this situation to contact all affected individuals. As always, for more information about the Durham Regional Health Department's COVID-19 response and current case monitoring, you can visit the following website, durham.ca slash novel coronavirus. Pickering Uxbridge MPP Peter Benthafalvi is encouraging residents to download the COVID-19 alert app. The more people who download the app, the more effective it will be, according to Peter Benthafalvi, MPP for Pickering Uxbridge. It takes 30 seconds to download. It's real simple, according to Peter, who is the president of the Treasury Board for Ontario. The Ontario Digital Service has now come into my ministry, according to Peter. He said the government of Ontario worked with Shopify to create a COVID-19 alert app. But when it learned the federal government was interested in creating a similar tool, the province handed it over to them. The government insists the COVID-19 alert app has no access to your location, your name, address, information, or health information. The app simply uses Bluetooth to exchange random codes with nearby phones. Every day, it checks a list of random codes from people who tell the app if they've tested positive. If you've been near one of these codes in the past 14 days, you'll get a notification. So far, 2.8 million downloads have occurred in the app, according to Ban V, the MPP for Pickering Exbridge. He said he would like to see that number increase. You can download it anywhere across the country. Although the app is available Canada-wide, only users currently in New Brunswick, Newfoundland, and Labrador, Ontario, as well as Saskatchewan, can report a diagnosis in the app. The province has also created a self-assessment screening tool. This is the province of Ontario. An Oshawa boutique spin studio switches gears to cope with the COVID-19 pandemic. So an Oshawa spin studio closed its doors before they officially opened in March due to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, they are finally now welcoming back their riders or welcoming riders once again. According to one of the owners, co-owners should I say, they were ready to have their grand opening in March 
pretty much the first weekend that everything got shut down with COVID-19, according to co-owner David Ross. So Ross and his partner, Shannon Davidson, own Full Tilt Circle, Durham's first boutique spin studio located at 1472 Fortin Road North, and it's in Oshawa. There is also a Full Tilt location in Peterborough. The Durham's location's new official grand opening is now scheduled to happen on October 3rd, as their one that was scheduled for March got canceled due to the COVID-19 lockdown and pandemic lockdown and restrictions. So what's going to take place is that on October 3rd, there will be bikes set up in the parking lot for 11.30 a.m. And anybody in the community who would like to participate can register to participate in this free class to try this out. There may also be a second class added on October 3rd if there is high interest. So it's free for anybody who wants to come and check this out. The studio's 25 specialty real rider bikes have an an articulating frame that allows riders to lean, turn, steer, and balance better, stimulating the experience of riding a real bike. And this is all according to Ross as a co-owner. It's definitely a total body workout, and it's been proven that you burn 20% more calories on our bikes, according to the co-owner, Ross. Riders use resistance bands for a full body workout if they choose to. Perio Power Generation, also known as OPG, is looking to find ways to recycle its heavy water from the Pickering and Darlington nuclear generating stations. Heavy water is water compromised of deuterium, also called deuterium oxide. It is used to cool pressurized heavy water reactors like those located at the Pickering and Darlington nuclear stations. OPG's Center for Canadian Nuclear Sustainability announced on Thursday, September 17th, a collaboration agreement between Laurentis Energy Partners and BWXT Canada Limited to develop technology to help recycle their heavy water. OPG is hoping that it and its partners can recycle their heavy water for uses in non-nuclear applications, including pharmaceuticals, medical diagnostics, next-generation electronics, such as fiber optics. Residents of Uxbridge and anyone who uses the Uxbridge Arena should look at getting their skates sharpened as the Uxbridge Council on September 28th approved a motion granting the decision-making power on the arena reopening to a smaller committee consisting of Mayor Dave Barton, Councillors Willie Pop and Bruce Gerard, as well as the Chief Administrative Officer of the Township of Uxbridge, Christy Honey, and Amanda Ferrero, Director of Community Services. According to Mayor Dave Barton, they're not ready to turn the ice on just yet, but if things line up and we can get things rolling, I'd like us to be able to move a bit quicker, said Dave Barton, Mayor of Uxbridge. We want you to trust us to move forward with this and make this call and decision on your behalf, if we can work on an agreement with user groups of the arena. Barton noted the group has been meeting with stakeholders already and would make the decision with keeping health and safety at the top of mind. 
The Port Perry High School has two confirmed active cases of COVID-19. Two of 13 active coronavirus cases within the Durham District School Board have been confirmed at Port Perry High School. This was according to a September 28th update provided by the Durham District School Board. There are currently two confirmed active cases at the Rosa Street School, which is the Port Perry High School. At this time, the school remains open and none of Scugog's elementary schools are reporting confirmed cases. There are also no confirmed active cases in the three Durham Catholic District School Board elementary schools that are located in northern Durham. In total, there have been 18 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Durham since schools reopened earlier this month, according to the data provided by local school boards and the province. As of September 27th, the Durham Regional Health Department reported 24 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Scugog, with two people remaining in self-isolation at home, while the other 22 cases have been resolved. Across the region, there has been 2,121 confirmed COVID-19 cases. So, two people have been fired from their jobs with the township of Brock. And this is all as a result to them as volunteers going and responding to a complaint by a resident of Brock who took a baby raccoon abandoned on his property to a rescue operation just outside of where he was living. So this man by the name of Caleb, Dan Caleb, who was a Brock resident, first notified his concerns to the township surrounding a rescue operation just outside town, where he had been referred to while searching for a rehab facility for a baby raccoon orphaned in his yard in Bullsover, where he lives. So basically, the man went to this place. He saw that um, animals there were suffering miserably. He described it as raccoons were being kept in wooden milk crates with little ventilation inside, and they were also being kept inside the milk crates inside an unused barn at the heat of the summer, and that he saw another crate housed with a mother cat with her kittens who were barely moving, and he wasn't sure if they were um, alive or not. So as a result of seeing this, he did leave his raccoon there at the time, but he felt compelled to notify the township of Brock about this. Because it was outside of Brock, it was not something that could be investigated as an animal con- by an animal control officer. And this is according to Donna Morrow, a formal control officer for the township of Brock. So she's a former animal control officer for the township of Brock. She has also been a volunteer for several animal rescue initiatives. So Morrow and a fellow volunteer, Sherry Delaney, who was working as a bylaw officer at the time for the town of Brock, opted to use their lunch break to go and investigate this. So because of their concerns were so great, they didn't feel that they could wait. And so they used their personal vehicles during one of their lunch breaks, and they decided to pay this site a visit, which they did. So... Once they arrived, they had a pleasant, they described having a pleasant interaction with the woman running the facility who agreed to surrender the raccoons to be taken to a licensed wildlife rehab facility and move the cats inside 
from the heat. So while Moro and Delaney were vol- acting as volunteers while doing this and using their personal vehicles, they never identified themselves as animal control officers. They just explained we were working in a volunteer capacity and that there were safety concerns for the welfare of the animals. So when they arrived, they never said that we work for the township of Brock or nothing. They said we're working in a volunteer capacity and we feel for the safety of these animals that we should take them to a licensed place. So basically what took place was the lady handed over the raccoons with no, no uh, resistance and they were taken to a licensed place. However, the lady who did hand over the raccoons then launched a complaint to the township of Brock. So Jean Taylor of Tay Tiki Bird Rescue and Sanctuary in Cannington, who originally referred to Caleb to this rescue facility, filed a complaint with the township of Brock regarding this incident. She accused the women who, so this would be Delaney and Morrow, of causing mental distress and taking the raccoons without permission. As a result of her complaint, both Morrow and Delaney were not rehired and or subsequently fired by the region of Brock. However, neither were at this place in their official capacity and both were there in a volunteer capacity. The only thing that had any link to the Brock Township on them or with them at the time of this incident was their shirts in which they say they could not change as they were just on their lunch break. So both of these ladies, um, Morrow, Morrow said that um, Morrow said that she faced similar consequences to Delaney, whose contract expired and she was not uh, given the chance to be rehired or uh, granted for an interview. And Morrow said that she faced similar consequences and was terminated without cause within two weeks of the interview. And Morrow says that she felt like a criminal for standing up or dealing with the situation about these animals in which a complaint revealed that they did not seem to be treated or were not seemed to be treated in adequate conditions. Thank you very much for tuning into Zach News on Riot Radio. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Don't forget, you can follow the station on social media at DCSI Riot Radio. Playing us out today right here on riotradio.ca is See You Again by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puff right here on Riot Radio. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Damn. All the planes we flew, good things we've been through Then I'll be standing right here talking to you About another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh But something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place Ah, uh, I 
can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. You both go out your way and the vibe is feeling strong and was small Turned to a friendship, a friendship turned to a bond And that bond will never be broken, the love will never get lost And when brotherhood come first, then the line will never be crossed Established it on our own when that line had to be drawn And that line is what we reach, so remember me when I'm gone can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last one. Let the light guide your way. Yeah. Hold every memory as you go. And every road you take will always lead you. It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell 